Welcome to Headset, the podcast that talks to athletes, coaches, and sport executives. They share with us some behind-the-scenes stories and experiences, as well as some insights as to how they get their headset to perform. Hello, Headset Podcast listeners. I am your host, Jason Galea, and today we have with us the 2019 Major League Rugby Coach of the Year, one and only Rob Hoadley, former head coach of the San Diego Legion, former professional player in the English Premier League. Um, We have a guy with us that is going to talk to us about the mental side of sport in terms of developing culture, developing a sense of a winning culture, developing a sense of enrichment as individuals. We're going to talk to a guy who I can't get enough of. Talking to Rob Holy is like being able to talk to uh, another person who's deeply entrenched within the mental side of sport to not only help his team, but help his individuals. Rob is an exciting individual, a fiery coach that's filled with passion and a guy who can motivate his players in a multitude of ways. He's going to talk to us about how he came together with his present team and developed with his coaching staff a mindset for success, his own recipe for success in a winning culture in San Diego with the San Diego Legion. This guy's a winner. Whatever he does, whatever he touches, whatever he seems to to work with, his teams not only rise to the occasion, but they develop personal levels of success that far surpass each individual's own thoughts and aspirations. Rob is a guy who gets the most out of his players and gets the most out of his team. Today with us, the one and only Major League Rugby Coach of the Year, for 2019, Rob Hoadley. Alright, good morning everybody. Welcome to the Headset Podcast. I am your host and I have got a dear friend and colleague with me. One and only Mr. Rob Hoadley, who has been a professional rugby coach in town with our San Diego Legion for the past few years, last season's coach of the year, and a guy who I have greatly, greatly enjoyed working with over the past year because he is all about what we talk about, and, and it's the mind. It's, it's tapping into the untapped power of the mindset and creating culture of winning. And and I'm so excited to have him on because I, I know the two of us could talk about this stuff forever. Rob, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for talking to me. You are the best. And and congratulations on your your new newborn. You're a daddy now. Thank you, mate. Yeah, great to speak to you. Uh, yeah, it's a hell of a time in the world at the moment, but uh, happily things in the Hoadley household uh, 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 going smoothly we're full of uh of love here and uh spending good time together and it's been an amazing period actually for us with uh 
a 12 year old ba quarantine baby. Um, it's been it's been a great time for us. It's been really enjoyable, and uh, we've put the time to good use of you know some some learning, some growing, and um, and learning from each other. And, and the little one, she's teaching us plenty. So you know, it, it, it's funny now, right? Like I, I I just had this vision of you on the sidelines, and 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 you're the you're the pinnacle of intensity, and and it's so perfect that uh, the big guy in the sky works in weird ways that he brings you the most beautiful little girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, I, obviously me and my wife had a lot of discussions and it was kind of like, you know, obviously I think guys get excited about having a son and someone yeah. to play sports with and all the rest of it. I couldn't agree. There couldn't have been anything better than having a little girl. My wife's very happy, says it will uh, sort of calm me down, ground me a little bit and... Uh, Geez, I couldn't, I couldn't love her anymore. So, yeah, we're, we're so happy. And then hopefully if we do have a son later, at least we've got a sensible one to look after him. <laughs> well, there'll be your salt and pepper, right? There'll be your salt That's and pepper it. in life. So, so, buddy, getting into today, uh, I, I really wanted to, to kind of pick your brain on maybe it's something that I, I, I've never really actually talked to you about in all the time we've spent with each other. Y you are so big on developing team culture and, 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 and bringing a winning mentality to things. In all of our time together, I don't think I ever asked you, where does all that come from? What, 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 what brought that to your, to your want to have with the team? Well, uh, like anything, mate, we're, we're all, whether we know it or not, participating in and influenced by a culture. Uh, in in whatever setting that is, you know, you're talking about uh, you know your your dog earlier. Your dog is involved in your your culture of your family, and you can see how uh, dogs act like their owners. So when we enter our home and our household, there is a culture there. Uh, when we enter our work environment, there is a culture there, uh, whether we're actively participating in it or not. Um, and you know all your lessons come through, you know, your experiences uh, mostly and then researching uh, and through my experiences of both uh, professional sport for 20 years and, and life outside sport, um, you know, I've come to the conclusion that uh, the environment that you set and the culture that you're participating informs everything that you do if you're pushing towards a specific goal. Uh, there's different techniques technical aspects you know for us in sport there's technical tactical uh, mental and physical elements but every single part of that, those is informed by the culture that you set it's it's amazing hearing you speak um uh, about that and, and and i think for me i had one or two real big influences in my in my life where um the culture just wasn't there the culture wasn't there. It was high-level sports where the team that I was on, it seemed like the whole season you're just going through the motion. The whole season, you know, um, each individual was relied upon to do the best that he could to kind of get through the season and hopefully things go, go well. But there really wasn't anything quite like what you created with, with, with San Diego Legion where – it's that built-in process of a system. And I'm wondering if, if you could maybe tell me a little bit about how you came up with the system that you had 
the pillar system specifically that you had for the team because it was a yeah. phenomenal concept. Yeah, I will. And, and just before we do that, I mean, I've experienced that as well, right? I've been in environments, sporting environments where you are bouncing. You cannot wait to get to work every day. And like, I better say this quietly, but like, uh, you'd rather be at work than at home sometimes, you know? You just can't wait to yeah. be there be with your mates and, and, and work towards this incredible goal that you've got. You're so unified. Uh, and there's a buzz about it. And then I've been in an environment where it's like, just, we, you know what? We're getting paid. We're getting paid to play rugby, to do what we love. And we're kind of moaning here. And we kind of, we can't link the dots here. And we, something's not right. And it's visceral. Like you feel it. You, you feel it in your body. Um, and so you learn from both uh, aspects. And then you start looking into, well, well what's going on behind this? What, why do we love this one environment, this other environment? It's just not the same. Uh, and you have to start piecing it together for yourself. It can't be that you just replicate one environment when you go to another team. Um, I've been having some really good conversations uh, since the lockdown with some, some coaches in England um, and guys that are applying for other jobs and, uh, and looking uh, at this process now of going in and setting a culture. Um, so you ask about the process of Legion. You also have to... Uh, you can't just have a one-size-fits-all. You have to understand everywhere you go is going to have some sort of legacy, history, uh, culture of its own. So a first uh, way of looking at it would be to tap into that as well. You have to understand what's been there before you and then how you're going to add to that. Now, the interesting thing uh, with rugby here in America, it's so new, right? We were starting San Diego Legion. We've got a blank page. And that just doesn't happen in professional sport. It doesn't happen anywhere in the world that you can go in somewhere and just start something completely from scratch so it's an unbelievable opportunity and what it meant for us Jason was that we can look around the world uh, myself and, and the other coaches and the staff and think what are the environments where we think that's the way to run uh, a professional sports organization learn from the mistakes that we've made in the past the what we've done well and what the best environments do and at its core uh, we felt if you're not coming into work every day and loving what you're doing, playing rugby professionally in San Diego, then something's gone seriously wrong. So that was a foundation of it. And, um, and we hope that we created that for the players. And, and I guess we can talk a bit more in detail of how we set that up as well. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's phenomenal what you're saying. You know, it, it, it's one of those things where... It, when you look back on it, the fundamental underlying aspects of, of being a professional in sports, as you say, it should truly rest on the, on, on, on the cement of this is something you've dreamed of doing. This is something that, that, that you've, you've, if the world was a different place and you could do this for free, if you didn't have bills or taxes or anything that what would be the greatest thing that you could do each and every day is play your game, play your sport. Right. And, and to hear you say it in such a poetic way, it's, it's, it really, it, it conjures up a lot of emotions inside of me that are, that are positive, that, that really are the, the essence of anything that we do, which is following your passion. Right. So and we must never, ever lose sight of that. Always remember, this is, this is your passion um, and cultivate that. And so what we do, you know, when we get, because we have people from all around the world, 
uh, and of different levels. And we are, and, and remember, when we started, there was no San Diego Legion. There was no brand. There was no image of it. There was no logo. Uh, there was nothing. So we started from scratch, and we had to build uh, a serious allegiance to San Diego Legion. So firstly, you must understand what does that stand for. Um, but the biggest thing in creating that was it starts with the individual first. So if you're building a team environment, it must start with the individual. So everyone that you bring into the environment, we've got to get to how well do you know yourself and how well do you, do you trust yourself? So the first thing we sit down with everyone and, and we dig into what are your higher, individual hierarchy of values? What's driving you? Because then we can refer back to it. Like you say, you can say simply your rugby is your passion, but why is rugby your passion? So we wanted to start with why. Like we'll ask a question, um, you know, in a team meeting. It's like, what do you do? So even I could ask you now, Jason, what, what do you do? Yeah, I, I, I get to work with athletes and teams. I get to work with, with athletes and teams in the world of performance. And okay, so that's so what you do, you, you, do, you, you work with the athletes in, in the world of performance. Great. Why do you do that? Oh, I love it. I just, I, I love it. I, I, I love being in the locker room. I love being around athletes. I love being around coaches. I, I love that competitive monster that still exists inside of me. And, and, and I, I, I love, I, I look at what I do as, as if I was what, what, what they call a gearhead. It, it, <laughs> if I had the ability to work on my car and do something on my car and be one of those guys or gals who, who, who are mechanically inclined, I'm so envious of those people. But the fact that they can change out a part and make the car go faster or change out a part and, and, and it runs smoother, to me, that, that's the same thing that I get to be a part of in pro sports and, and, and even youth sports. It's, it's that tinkering and, and helping everyone bond together so that our vehicle reaches its destination. I, like, I, I, I don't need to be the person that grabs the cup anymore. I, I, I have tears of joy when I see the people I work with. So, okay, hearing that, which was the more interesting answer? The first one or the second one? Because yeah. the first one was three words, and the second one, you're waxing lyrical and you're drawing everyone into your story. And why. So yeah. that's what we start with. We, so we'll sit in a meeting and what do you do? I, I, I kick the ball, I run, I catch, I pass, and then into why. It means so much to my family and I'm making people proud and I want to represent America uh, or wherever I am around the world. So. We must understand that about every individual and what drives them before we can even create a team culture. Um, so we dig, we dig into that with every individual and then we'll go through a process really. You need to understand yourself. You need to understand others around you in terms of how well you can communicate and connect and empower others. And then you can get to building the team uh, in terms of how we function as a group under extreme pressure because really that's the only thing that's going to ultimately drive you towards uh, success. Um, so what we then do is, okay, we've stated that you as an individual are extremely important to what we're doing and everyone has got different uh, values that are driving them. For one person, there's no right or wrong. One person, it might be, I need to feed my family. I've got four kids and I'm here, I am here to earn money and I've got to put a roof on, over the head and food on the table. Another one uh, might be, I don't care about money. I want to play for America. Or, or someone might say, I want to travel around the world. 
right? So now we understand that. Now we can build our team values. And where you get the, the success and the buy-in is that our, they, each individual must see that sticking to our team values will facilitate them meeting their individual hierarchy of values. There's no point us sticking five words on the wall and they go, oh yeah, but pay, pay lip service to it. They've got to see that those things, the team values, represent me getting to where I want to go in life. I, 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 this, is, this is really making my heart beat. Um, I love it. I love what you're saying. How do you, how do you get that from, a, from an athlete? How, 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 do you, how, do you, how do you tap into it? Oh, we have a series of questions that are kind of funny that we ask the players. I think they, they come in, they go, what is this guy talking about? But um, simple things like questions like, uh, we might uh, warm them up a little bit, but like, one is like, how do you spend your money? Or, or what do you not mind spending your money on? Because that is a, that's a, a, a great question to see. Uh, you know, we have... Uh, automated systems within you know our brains about how we make decisions right so one guy might be like uh, I'll, I'll spend money on a car i don't you know it doesn't matter I, I don't even think about it it's my car and i spend it's my pride and joy someone else might say well traveling someone else might say books and learning and growth and you're by seeing where they spend money you're seeing really what's important to them and someone else go i'd never spend money on a car i don't care about that um, so then you get into understanding what drives them a little bit. You, you can ask them um, your resting mind state. What do you dream, like daydream about? Do you daydream about being with family? Do you daydream, daydream about being in the mountains, by the ocean? And then you think, okay, what's behind that? Why is that important to you? How can we help push you towards that? If, if that is going to be a, a, a goal, can we align what we're doing here? Uh, someone else, we had someone, a, a very uh, intelligent player who was, wanted to study to be a doctor. And he knew he was only going to play rugby for a couple of years because he was going to go back to his, his practice of studying. Uh, and so we had to find, well, how does these two years of playing with us, how does that help you in your bigger goal of going to be a doctor? And we found a connection there. And, he, and, you know, he was making that decision. Do I stick with rugby now for a couple of years or do I go back to study now? And he's like, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play rugby because this is going to make me a better doctor down the road. Um, so that's where we, how, we, um, how we try and fit it in um, for them. And, and then ultimately, mate, what we want to do is by the end of these first meetings, the goal for us is to get them to have a heightened emotional state so they immediately feel a connection to the group, even though it's a new group and it's a new brand and uh, we're building identity, but to the point where they feel such pride that they want to go home straight away on the first day and tell that if, when they speak to their family, their wife, their brother, sister, whatever, geez, this is a place I want to be. This is, a, this is a team I want to be a part of. This is a team I want to sacrifice for because we're doing something pretty special here. So that's kind of the aim. Uh, and then we can talk about kind of how we build the imagery around it as well, which is very important for, for especially the young players of today. Please, please, because some of the things that you're, you're talking about are, are, are so huge because in, in today's world, the athletes that we deal with, it's so different. They're, 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 there's a lot of pressure on, on, on today's athlete, but today's athlete also is aware of so many more things. 
And what I've noticed over the past little, little while, I, I actually had a conversation with a professional coach this morning in Canada where he, he shared with me how amazed he is in all of his years of, as a professional coach and even as a former pro athlete, how young kids today are more open to talking and, and sharing and, and, and tapping into things than way back when. And, and I think your system that you created is one that allows them to do that, but also have a path in which to do it. And it's not just randomness that goes on. And, and, and well, if you touch on that, I, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's important. Well, listen, all, all humans just want to express themselves and they want a channel through which they can be heard. And unfortunately, what we're seeing at the moment is the opposite of that is suppression. And unfortunately, in everything we're seeing in America at the moment, uh, people haven't been heard. Right. So people have got something very, everyone's got something very important to say and they want to be heard. Uh, and, and if you're not given an opportunity to be heard, uh, what's individually important to you, then you're going to start communicating in different ways. And that's what we're seeing happening around, uh, around America at the moment, uh, that it's coming out in, there is no channel for communication, so it comes out in a violent expression. Um, and that's, that's obviously a, a magnified version of it. Um, but for us, uh, we want to make sure that all our players, all, our, all their voices felt, feel heard, so they're, they're part of a collaborative process. Um, so part of that is, in terms of building our values uh, that we're kind of alluding to here, we, ha we have an imagery uh, of like a, a Roman house, like a, a legion house, uh, and the foundations of it um, uh, are discipline equals freedom. Because you know, one of the things that a lot of people mention is that they kind of want a freedom, uh, and again, a freedom to express yourself. But we still think that freedom comes from discipline and being disciplined to, to a cause. Um, and if you do that uh, on the front end, then on the back end, you can have uh, freedom to express yourself. If everyone's just going off in their same, own direction, wanting freedom in the first place, uh, you're actually not going to get anywhere. Um, so that's the foundation of the house. And then we have two pillars on either side. Um, one of them uh, on, on the left-hand side is to compete. We want to compete in everything we do. We're, we are natural competitors. Anyone in the professional environment is. We just want, we love competing. Uh, and on the right-hand side, we have another pillar, which is to contribute, okay? So these are the pillars that hold up our house. But what we say in terms of the pillars, instead of just saying that they're values that we throw at people, you within those pillars as an individual player has, have an opportunity to bring your best strengths. So for instance, we can sit in a room um, uh, and we can go through it and we understand the different skills that people are going to bring. So for instance, we can sit in a, a meeting and say, Leadership is important to Aaron. That's how, he, that's how he's going to contribute. Loyalty is important to Paddy. He's going to contribute like that. Courage is important to Sam. So he's going to compete with courage every day. Resilience is important to Mikey. So that's how he's going to compete. Focus is important to Connor. He's the guy that's going to go off and be a doctor in, in, in two years. I'm going to help him with that. So they understand that their hierarchy values, they're going to bring into the pillars that build our house, but it's all going to come back to you. You've got to compete every, every day you come in here and you've got to contribute to those around you. You've got to contribute to making this group stronger. Um, 
So again, we're dealing with me, what I can control is compete, and then others helping, helping the team in terms of what you contribute. And then, uh, and then the roof of the house uh, is, is to connect. And, and connection, mate, is the number one thing in everything we do. So connection means connecting to your teammates, uh, connecting to, to, to the, the legacy that we want to create, connecting to the fans, connecting back to your family. Uh, and ultimately, what we can get into is connecting to the present moment in competition. You know, that's a very important thing. But even in that first meeting, we, we, we would show, uh, we would then show a film from good luck messages from people's families around the world. And we'd sent a load of Legion kit out to them. Again, we, we, we were starting from scratch, but all of a sudden they see on the screen their family wearing Legion caps and hats and flags, sending a good luck message uh, to them. And so, boom, we're building that connection again and that pride of being part and building this wider group. Um, and you'll see within the house, there's a yin and yang, you know, the, the hard skills of competing, the softer skills of contributing. And when we get it all right, uh, we build the roof, connect, and then it becomes cyclical. And every time you, you, you get to that roof and you connect, you build your discipline to build the foundation even stronger. Wow. Like that, that's, that's beyond powerful. That's beyond insightful. I, I got, I got to ask you like, like, the different influences you, you, you must have had in your life to pull this together, the different experiences you must have had to pull this together, the different resources, insights. It's phenomenal, man. It, it really is. Let me ask you this. You spend a great deal of time with, with the athletes one-on-one. -on -one. And, and one of the, the, the funnest things for me was spending some of that time with you and, and in your staff. Have you ever had a scenario where you had someone where you're explaining the, the concept of, of what we stand for and, and it reach an athlete and, and it not connect or, or maybe his, his value system was a little bit off? Here's the fun, mate, because it's, <laughs> however you want to think it through and however you want to explain it, it's not always going to land, you know? Uh, or more realistically, actually, and more practically for us, it is going to land. It is going to land. And people understand it. And people want to buy into it. And people, the heart starts to go. And they're like, yeah, I want to be part of this group. But you're still going to have your times when you fall off. Of course you are. You're dealing with a group of 36 men who have different dynamics going on every day in their lives. So people are going to be able to uh, fall off. So that's where you need a framework by which you can make your decisions. So really, the quality of your life is the quality of your decisions because your decisions dictate your behavior. Uh, the quality of the decisions are the quality of your values. Your values drive your decisions. So happiness, fulfillment, success is just value clarification. If you're not clear on your values, you don't even know when you've gone off track. But people are going to go off track. Of course they are. <laughs> so people will go off track. And then, and then in terms of, you, obviously, listen, a big part of it is, uh, is creating accountability. But you can start asking people questions if they've gone off track. Instead of just like going off a handle or, or, or having a go at someone or writing them off, you can start asking questions. What was the agreement you made with the group that you didn't fulfill? What did you commit to? What did you choose to do instead of keeping your agreement to the group? What's the message you're sending to the group 
by these actions that don't align with our values? What's the potential impact of these choices? Are you building connections or are you breaking connections? Because connections are number one value. Are you a consumer of our values or are you a contributor to our values? Um, how would you like to get back into accountability with the group? Uh, what act of service can you offer to the group uh, to bring you back into accountability? Wow. So I would say from the initial question, mate, uh, rugby's a great sport. And listen, most of the guys that come into the group, they want to contribute. That, that, that's what they're looking for. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And, and a huge part of that is actually how we recruit as well. We'll recruit uh, character over talent. Uh, and guys that want to be part of the group. So we really haven't had someone come into the group uh, that uh, is, goes against what we stand for. We have had people, um, and the reality is you try and bring them into line with what we're doing, we'll work with them, and then at a certain point, mate, if they're not going to do it, they're not going to be part of the group because this is the number one thing that we think is going to drive us towards success. It's so interesting when I hear you say that we look at character, you know, over over just a talent, right? It, it, it's it's incredible because I know there's a lot of sports that that I think at times feel they don't have the ability to do that. They don't have the ability to to look at the character of the person, and and so many feel that their um, their hands are tied. And they are in a position where they, they are, are slave to the person's talents. Yeah. They're, they're a person who's been held hostage to, you know, an athlete's talents. And, and, and I'm wondering if along the lines you've had some tough decisions you've had to make when an athlete's values or maybe the decisions they're making are not falling in line. And, and that affects the team. How, yeah. how, how, do you, how do you deal with that? Listen, there's different dynamics here because obviously everyone's going to, I don't think anyone's going to sit here and say, oh no, I choose, I, I, I wouldn't uh, prioritize character. No one's going to say that. Right. But then there's practicalities because you're on the transfer market, uh, you're recruiting and it's like, well, actually we want someone with a big left foot kick that can run this time uh, at this weight and height uh, can pass off the left and right. Okay, well, and is a great character. Well, yeah. you're not, <laughs> not Trump. You ain't going to hit them all. You're not going to hit them all. Nope. And so, well, his left kick might be slightly off, but he's a great character, or his character might be slightly off, but he's faster than what we look. You know. So there's all these things, and then it's like, and then it becomes. So so listen again. Starting out, starting out, we didn't have the player pool to just be able to throw. Listen, American football, baseball, whatever. There's 200 guys you could bring in on the street that can do the same, practically the same job. That's not the, the case in rugby, right? right? It's a smaller player pool. So then it's like, okay, can we work with these guys to bring them up to speed with what we need, which is a huge part of it. Obviously, you need an, a, an environment where you can develop people. It's a huge part of it. Um, but ultimately, uh, there's a tip, there is a tipping point where if someone's not buying in on that side of it, again, they, they can't be in the environment. Uh, and and, and I, I would say in our process, we, we refined it each year and we got better and better in terms of uh, the characters that were, were, were driving it. Because the other thing, mate, is you, you need 
the players to drive the environment. They need to take hold of it. Um, so uh, to answer the question, um, ultimately, you're going to look for the right characters to bring in. You're going to bring in other characters you think you can develop and work with. Um, but but if, if they're not doing the, the right thing by the team, uh, they're not going to survive in the environment. Yeah, it, 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 it's interesting hearing you, you, you talk about it that way. Um, because it, it's it's very it's very accurate. It's very honest. The things you're saying, I, I guess in my mind, I, I wonder, you know, where does leadership from within come into things to maybe help with those issues? Yeah, that's that's a huge part of it because, as I said, the, the players need to lead the environment, and again that. That, that was the development for us from season one to season three. Season one was, again, starting from scratch, was probably more coach-led. Season three, three was hugely player-led, hugely player-led, uh, which is a massive win uh, for the environment because we need to create problem solvers. The only way you'll be successful under intense pressure at the highest level is to have problem solvers on the field. Um, so that's a huge part of it. And, and just to give uh, perhaps a, a little example here. So in terms of building leadership uh, and of building that accountability within the group, for instance, we work with a group. So, so uh, a point uh, this year, we had, we had an issue where we felt, like, um, we felt like a player could have been giving more and was holding back, right? So we felt like it was going to be powerful for the, uh, some other players to sit him down and, and talk to him. So we, we've got a mix of players, a uh, captain, a younger guy that might be able to emotionally connect to him more, and another play, guy that played a similar position that could help him. So a real mix, right, of guys that wanted to talk to him. And then we have potentially, we don't want the players just to go in there and have a go at him and, and break him down, right? So we can give them a communication model. Because to connect is communicate, right? Our top value is to connect. Communication is the heart of that. So here's just a, an example, right? So we, we can use a, a process called clean talk. So in clean talk, there's a, there's a five uh, step process, right? The first step is you present the data. The second step is you talk about the feelings it uh, produces in you. Thirdly, you, you uh, state your judgment uh, for what you would like from the situation and five, the reason why you would like it. So it would go something like this. I'll give you an example. Um, so let's say, uh, I'm saying to a player, it can be a positive or a negative thing. So, so to a player, present the data. Mate, when I saw you training, that's the data. Number two is just the feeling it gave you. It made it, I felt very happy. Number three is the judgment. It looked like you really applied yourself. That's your judgment. Number four is what you want. I want you to bring that attitude every session. Number five is why. Because... If you do, you'll be the best player in your position in America. So to go through that again, it would be, mate, when I saw you training today, I felt very happy. It looked like you really applied yourself. I want you to bring that attitude every session because if you do, you'll be the best in your position in America. Yeah. And so you've got, and that's even more powerful when you, you, you want to address something with someone where you, the instinct might be say, you're just not trying hard enough. You're just right. not working. Um, so 
in a, that's, that's a, a positive example. A, a more uh, one where you want to get some something out of someone is here. Here's an example. I, I might say to another coach today when I saw you teaching or coaching to another coach, I felt a little bit sad because it felt to me like you looked like you weren't interested in the player you were talking to. I want you to bring some more enthusiasm when you work with him because it will lead to a more harmonious connection, which will influence him and the team in a more positive way. So I know there's a bit of detail in there, but so our, our players, they thought overnight and they got together, right? How are we going to speak to this one player? Uh, they went through that process and they, they, they made it clear to him that the reason they were bringing up that he, he wasn't working the way we wanted was to help him and help the team and that they had his best interests at heart. And then he, in that conversation, opened up to them about, okay, maybe there's other reasons why I wasn't doing it. But he could feel open to be vulnerable with them in that moment, and they could really touch what's important to him to move him along. Well, what I love about what you're doing is, is not only are you creating incredible channels of communication, you're teaching along the way, you're, you're, you're training along the way, you're explaining along the way on how we're going to communicate with each other. And you're, you're, you're also attacking so many of the different learning elements um, that go along with how we learn. It used to be that people would say, you know, you're just a visual learner, you're just an auditory, you're just kinesthetic. And in reality, what we know is, is you know, that's partially true, but what it really is, is we pick up on different things. We pick up on different things that relate to how we, we might feel more comfortable learning. And hearing that outline of the way that you're giving feedback to, to get emotion, to get information back, and to create change, you're hitting all those topics. You're hitting all those points. And, and you're doing it in a way where you're empowering both sides. Because it's, you know, we, we sometimes talk about the, the problems that exist within organizations. And, and a lot of times those problems that exist start from just the mere way of which we send information out and we ask for information back. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we'll say things in a passive way. You know, we might say, you know, have you created goals for yourself? rather than saying, what are the specific goals you've created for yourself? And, and you might ask something like, you know, um, have you thought about being your best? And, and what that might, you know, look like, rather than saying, what have you done to be your best? What are the things that we can talk about? Have you committed to working out, to dieting, to getting better sleep? living a better lifestyle, more specific. So rather than passive, we are more specific, we're more directive. And what I like about all the things that you lay, you've laid, layered out and laid out, you're doing all that. You're, you're being very specific, you're giving data, you're giving feedback, you're telling that person how you made me feel and what it looks like to you and my understanding, your body language, if I'm not, correct me on that, but this is what I, I'm seeing. Am I seeing the right thing, wrong thing? And it just opens up the door to so much conversation. Not to mention you're teaching people how to communicate with each yeah. other in such a more powerful way. 
what has your response been like when you've engaged athletes and you're engaging elite athletes when you're having this conversation what, what what's been response been like for you when you do this this kind of deep level connecting well again i mean you know it comes back to you know why do we do it as coaches um and it's interesting when you again get very clear on your purpose uh of why you're involved in it like you know you spoke with such passion about why you do your job it's it's to get these engagements and to feel like you're really helping people on an individual level i mean i remember talking to to zach test um our attack coach, uh, you know, when we started this whole thing. And one of the things was we felt like some of these young guys uh, in America, they're just, they're great people. And they're, they're really talented rugby players. And I, I felt like they hadn't maybe given the platform to really perform at their best. And that was the one of the things we wanted to, to give to these guys. And then you look at guys like Dylan Orsley, who you had on the podcast, Nate Augsburger, uh, these, these young uh, American guys that over the last few years, the, the product they, they've put out on the field it is unreal. Uh, the quality of play, but just the way they are as people. And, and you know, you're asking, you know, for why we want to do that or what's important to us. That is a huge thing. And then to see uh, everyone in our environment, you know, from Jason Huntley, the S&T coach, more than an S&T coach, Matt Andrioli, uh, the physical therapist so much more than that role oscar uh, our team manager so much more than that our owners so much more than that uh, pam that works on the front desk but does <laughs> a multitude of jobs but you know you want to see her when you come in uh, the office she makes you feel better that that that's why we're doing it that's why we're coaching and again we want listen don't get me wrong we want to win right we are here to win we're not messing around on that front but yeah. we know that the best way and the quickest way to get to winning is to take care of all these things. Um, and so that's the, that, that's why we do it. So, so I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. You know, you are, are, are a world-class player. You, you, you played at, at the highest levels on the planet. What was it like for you with all of that talent and experience to then shift to become a coach. Was that, was that a hard thing for, for you to do? Was it an easy thing for you? Was it well, I'll have to correct you first, mate. I can assure you I wasn't a world-class player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, well, you, you, you're too... I played on a very good team, but I was very lucky, very lucky to be on a good team. Um, reasons why. I had some great experiences there. And in fact, I, I was very lucky in terms of starting my coaching journey i was you can go through your whole this is mad you can go through your whole professional uh, uh, sports career and not have a good coach I, I know a lot of people that would say that and i had i had a few that were just sensational they were just unbelievable and you'll see their coaching tree of the people they've inspired uh, a lot of people they've coached have then got into coaching you know stands to reason so I had, some, I had some great people around me and great supporters. And, and actually, uh, I had, um, I had um, detached my retina from my eye. And uh, whilst I was injured, uh, the, the then coach at Wasps asked me to help him whilst I was injured. Uh, and it's kind of got me into it. And, and he's always 
he's always backed me and helped me through my career. And I had, had some great mentors. And even in the last few weeks, uh, whilst we've been on lockdown, had some brilliant conversations with uh, some mentors and some other people around the world. So um, again, it's a very collaborative uh, community around the world. And uh, I, I think I've just been lucky to, to have some great people around me and, and guiding me. So let me ask you this, with all the things we've talked about, what's, what's been one of the biggest challenges for you here in, in, in the U.S., um, bringing a sport, which, to be quite honest, is still very, very new in its infancy um, in, in North America. With all of the different elements that we've talked about with coaching, creating culture, starting from scratch, I mean, you're a pioneer in the sense that, that you've been able to start something from the ground up and, and build it. All these different things that, that come into to doing what you've created in San Diego, I'm wondering, combined with, with everything we've talked about, what, what's been one of the biggest challenges or maybe the biggest challenge for you? Yeah, it's a good question, mate. I think the big thing is like people knowing what rugby is, is the first thing, you know, uh, <laughs> like rugby, what was that? Uh, but one of the joys of the process uh, has been seeing uh, the brand grow, seeing people taking pride in it, the crowds grow. Like we've had an unbelievable atmosphere. We had the three biggest crowds ever in MLR at Torero. Um, and for people to now not say, oh, what's that, that funny game? And isn't that, you know, I think people remembered from their college days and, you know, it was for, for people that couldn't play other sports and wanted to have a drink and mess around a bit. But, but for people to respect uh, what it is to be a rugby player. And I think that's, we're feeling that and it's happening now. And, uh, you know, as I think you've spoke about before, that's tying into our wider, our wider mission as well, was not just to win championships, but as, as you've said before, we identified that a Roman legion was an army uh, of up to 6,000 soldiers and Torero, our home field, holds 6,000. And so one of, one of the touch points uh, for the players was our mission is to fill Torero with 6,000 and that's, that's our legion. They're all part of it as well. We're part of the same group. Um, and that when people come into contact with us as rugby players, instead of having an old impression of what rugby means, they understand that they're in the presence of warriors um, and they want to be around us uh, and, and they want to know, you know, what's made us what we are, what drives us, and, and then want to be part of our group. And that's, that's a big part of the mission, uh, especially the, young, the players that we have away from the field. They do tremendous work in the community, tremendous work coaching the kids, um, and building up that, that pride. And, um, you know, there's nothing better, mate, than seeing someone wearing a Legion cap walking around. It's an absolute buzz and a thrill. So we're very proud of that. Well, I, I have to tell you something, you know, I, I, I feel so blessed to, to, to have had you be a part of my life and, and to have had the opportunity to have you in my life. And I got to tell you a little story um, that I don't think I ever, I ever told you. So when, when I met um, someone with the team, uh, one of the players on the, on the team, um, I, I met him uh, while we were both in physical rehabilitation. And we started talking one day and it was so funny because I remember his face exactly when he said, he's like, you've got to meet Rob. You've got to meet Rob. And I said, 
okay, so tell me about this guy. And, and, and he says, well, you know, you and him think alike. I go, well, what do you mean by that? And he's like, it's all about, you know, the head and the emotion and the way we play and how we're in sync together. And, and I've never had a coach like that before. And, and, and hearing you talk and knowing what you do, you're, you're, you guys would be perfect for each other. I'm like, really? So over the next week or two of rehab, right, we would see each other. And he'd say, I'm going to connect you with him. So at one point in time, I, I had walked into the rehabilitation and, and I had a headset shirt on. And he's like, well, what's that? And we're just sitting there and they're, they're working on us. And I explained to him what, what it is that our, our headset sports program does. And all of a sudden he said, you're going to meet him today. And on that moment, he picked up the phone and he connected you and I and he called you. And, and I, I, I'm just going to tell you this. I, I feel blessed because I wish I could have this, this conversation spread all around the world in the blink of an eye because you are the ambassador of what we're trying to do. You're, you're the ambassador of our product. You're the ambassador of what we're trying to provide teams and help coaches have the same kind of insight that you have and, 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 and give coaching the tools, coaches the tools to be able to tap into really making a relationship happen with all of their players. I'll tell you this, this last story, and, and this went through my mind through so many of the meetings that, that you had this year that I was fortunate to be a part of. I was on a team where the joke on the team amongst the guys was to see how many weeks you could go without the coaches talking to you. So we had guys that, that literally had a little piece of paper, 3M stickers on the inside, and they would made a little calendar, and they would make X's. And, yeah. and when the coaches would leave, right, and it was time to shower up, whatever, right, we'd have the heavyweight champ, and the guy would go, hey, I've gone two weeks. Garbage. You're nowhere near this guy. Right. Where are you at? 28 days strong, pal. 20, and, uh, and the whole group would go, whoa. Right. And, and it, it built this, this culture of like certain guys matter, certain guys don't. The guys who don't matter, we bonded together like orphans and, and the other guys would kind of blend in. And then to have someone at a professional level who, who, might arguably say, well, pros are pros, and that's just the way it goes. Completely opposite create in a, in a world so far away from that. There were times, I got to tell you, that I almost cried. And I remember being in the back of the room the day that you whipped out those slides where it showed the guys their family from across the world. There were guys crying. I remember looking at, at, at the therapist, Matthew, Jason Huntley, your, your, your skills and conditioning coach, and, and one of your assistant coaches, Scott, and, and I started to well up. And I'm like, I, I can't do this in front of these guys. Are you kidding me? And I'm, I'm checking my eyes. I'm like, it was probably one of the most touching moments I've ever experienced. And, and I, and I got to thank you for allowing me to have at least had that experience in my life. And you're amazing. I, you're amazing at what you do.
Thank you, mate. And you, you, obviously, yeah, we are aligned. You're doing great work. And, and, and like what you mentioned, it's just all about people, mate. It's all about relationships and experiences. And, you, you know, you, you're talking about Scott Murray and Scott Murray's done everything, everything in the game. Uh, and uh, he's played for Scotland. He's an international superstar. And one of, the, one of the best moments was when his parents came to visit and we were out having food, uh, the whole team. And uh, one of our players said, no, it's Ryan Matthias. He's a legend. He'd noticed that they hadn't had any food yet. I can't remember the exact story. And he went back to the kitchen and said, can you, I think you've run out of the food that they want. And he made sure that whatever it was, they came out with the meal straight away before anyone else was served, no players, and made sure that Scott's mum and dad got their food. It's such a small thing. It's such a small thing. But I was talking to Scott's mum later in the night and she was like, you know, Scott's so happy here. He's so Like this bloke's done everything in the game. He's a legend. But he's saying he's really happy. He's, he's happiest to be with this group, and like that, it's, it's such a small, small thing. Um, but it's important to us. And, and like I say, mate, it's all about people. And then you, if you get that, then you get the buy-in, and they're going to give you everything they got. Buddy, I I can't thank you enough for for all the opportunities that that you gave me to spend time with you, spend time with that team, and 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 and, you, and today, you you are the best. You are the best. And, and thank you for everything. Thanks, mate. Always learn uh, when, I, when we're talking. So it's, it's, it's an awesome, it's an awesome uh, uh, way to you know, exchange ideas. And, and, and the point of everything is that the players can benefit at the end of the day. You know? Awesome. Awesome. Well, buddy, I look forward to having more of these conversations with you. Legend. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it.